welcome back to Unhindered Men. This is Blake. This is Kyle. And we're inviting you in on our journey to walk more in line with Christ, to, to grow our relationship with him, and in doing so, benefit our relationship with our wives and our children, and ultimately to become unhindered in all that we do with our wives in leading them. So uh, welcome back, as I said, and uh, to this week's topic, Kyle, is forgiveness. So right. I actually one. am going to take, yeah, it. I think it's a really good topic. It, it can be a really difficult topic to, to actually be good at, at doing. For uh, sure. It, uh, I actually listened to a podcast today that was talking about forgiveness, and it, it's Science and God with uh, Dr. G. And he was talking about the scientific things. The, the scientists don't understand exactly why we forgive. Or, or it, it's really interesting because it, it actually has a, an effect on you when you forgive, like not like an actual measurable effect on your, on your, on your mood. It, it helps you to heal after tragedy. It, it's really, they don't understand it at all. So it, it's very interesting, the effects that it does have and that it can be measured by scientists, but they have zero understanding of what it is. Yeah, so it, it, yeah, he gave a story on there talking about um, a while back. I don't remember what year or anything, but there was a, a man that went into an Amish uh, school. I, I don't know if it was a girls Amish school because uh, he was only talking about girls that were affected, but he shot like 10 people and five of them were killed. And these were young girls and the Amish never, you know, freaked out they never i mean i i would imagine that they were deeply upset but they they actually went to the widow because whether it was by the police or he committed suicide the, the shooter actually died and they actually went to the widow and comforted her and, and his children and, and attended his funeral and never was you know it's a it's a level of forgiveness that I don't know that I could have, quite frankly, if I'm being honest. Uh, but yeah, it was it was quite the story that he was telling. Yeah, um, it really kind of points to the fact that like forgiveness requires so much more than just you to uh, be able to successfully do it and to mean it. Um, yeah, I think we'll kind of get into this more, but like you definitely have to be centered around Jesus in order to to be the type of person who can do that. Oh, absolutely. Because it's an issue of the heart and, right. and nobody has a greater impact on your heart than Jesus. Uh, it, you know, that case after case, it happens to, to, that Jesus drastically changes you if you let him. Uh, I actually want to take some verse, a verse that is uh, <clears throat> a little, little different. People don't, it specifically says forgiveness, but we don't necessarily bring this into our uh, marriage or into our relationship with our kids. Um, we don't see it that way. And a lot of times I think we gloss over it and don't even, we just say it because this is, this is from the Lord's prayer. Now, I don't know about you. How do you remember saying the Lord's prayer? This is something that my wife and I discussed last night because it, it really just blew my mind when I was reading this. And, and it, I went through several different translations 
And I finally found the translation that I memorized as a kid, but I've never heard of the Bible translation. So we'll get into what it is, but yeah. I want to know what, how did you memorize the Lord's prayer? Yeah, it was always give us this day, our daily bread, forgive us our, my sins as we forgive those of those who sin against us. And it so was that, always, yeah, I always like growing up, you don't really understand the meaning of it. And so it's always mm -hmm. like the most robotic like voice that just comes out every time, like just kind of yeah, meaningless. Yeah, it was just like this thing you went through the motions. Stagnant, yep. Yep. So in the New English translation, as well as the NIV, uh, King James, all of those, it, it uses, and forgive us our debts as as we ourselves have forgiven our debtors, uh, which I've heard that before. I've also heard the way that you just said it, which is from the... I'm glad you brought that one up because that's from the New Living Translation, uh, the forgive our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Uh, but the, the NMB, the New Matthew Bible, I have never heard of that translation, but it actually says forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And that's how Kaylee and I actually memorized it as a kid. Now, I've never seen this translation, so how I got that particular version of it i don't i don't know but um there's in there and and you kind of alluded to it is we kind of gloss over it but it, it, jesus is teaching us to pray to ask for forgiveness in the way that we forgive others so we want basically he's saying you need to request that god forgives you the way that you forgive your wife, the way you forgive your child, the way you forgive your coworker, or so that is a little more sketchy to me because I'm not always great at forgiveness and I don't necessarily want to be forgiven the way that I forgive. And, and, but he very, I think we miss that a lot of times when we just say the prayer and we just go through the motions, but he's telling us, look, you need to you need to expect to be forgiven in the way that you forget. Yeah. So yeah, isn't it interesting how like, this is kind of a tangent, but like Jesus basically gave us the Lord's prayer as like a template for us to be able to pray. Like this is how you should do it. But yet it's kind of the prayer that is most overlooked because we, as just a human race, are so self-centered, and we care more about asking for things yeah. from God, yeah, rather than focusing on what is clearly like portrayed as the more important things, like giving and receiving forgiveness. Like, well, and go ahead. Well, and I was just gonna say, and even even in teaching us how to pray, there's a lesson within that lesson. You know, it, when you're looking at at all the things that he says in that prayer, he's still teaching even in that moment, not just how to pray, but also, you know, make sure that you understand that if you want to be forgiven, you better forgive and, and you need to depend on him for your daily bread. You need, you know, all those things. He's It's another lesson separate from just teaching about this is how you should pray. Right. Yeah. And I think make no mistake, like why forgiveness was included in the prayer too. Um, I remember hearing a pastor, like it was years ago, preach about how 
the words that appear in the Bible the most are there for a reason. And they're the things or the themes that God finds most important. So like love is, don't quote me on this, but might be the most mentioned word in the Bible. For and, sure in the New Testament. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of, you know, um, God's name and some of those things. Right. Um, but forgiveness is mentioned around 150 times. Which is just wild. That's crazy. And so yeah, I think that kind of points to how important God views forgiveness and forgiving others. Well, and really when you look at what Jesus did for us was to be able to provide ultimate forgiveness that we could never truly attain. Uh, yeah, so... Some of the verses that kind of stood out to me, um, I'm going to actually start uh, Colossians. Um, so Colossians was written by Paul. Um, Paul in Colossians 3 um, was talking specifically about how Christians should live. Um, having kind of changed uh, your moral or ethical behavior um, by letting Christ live within us um, rather than just kind of living off of our own human impulses. And so he goes on to say uh, in verse, let's see, in verse 13, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. I think it's really easy to focus on maybe the first sentence of that uh, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. I think it's easier to kind of overlook the second sentence, which I think is where all the weight of this um, is kind of held. Yeah. Forgive Absolutely. as the Lord forgave you. Like if you just take a second to like, let that hit, like the Lord forgave you, even though yeah. you caused his death. And we and did then, not deserve it that he did not deserve excruciating pain and he was innocent. There's no, there's nothing greater that you can forgive someone for. No. And so to forgive as the Lord forgave you, I would argue it's not something that can really be obtained without the Holy Spirit living inside of us. 100% agree with that. 100%. You know, in, in 1 Corinthians, uh, we all know this this verse or these these verses in First Corinthians thirteen. Um, the whole love is patient, love is kind. That that particular one, but in verse five, at the end of it, now in in this translation, it says that it is not easily angered or resentful. But I think most of us know it uh, better as it keeps no record of wrongs. Mm -hmm. And, and of course, in order to not keep a record of wrongs, what do you have to do? You have to forgive them. Yeah. And so even when they don't specifically say forgive, there's multiple times where it's mentioned just without saying forgive. I mean, Paul was creative and he knew how to mention it in different ways. Right. Yeah, I think what's <clears throat> interesting too, like, and there's worth maybe pointing out is that like, the Bible's version of forgiveness is, you know, from the heart. 
it's not just words that are spoken. And I think a lot of the times we kind of fall into that trap too, where we, we feel almost like it's our duty to forgive or we're responsible right. to forgive, but maybe we're not in a place yet where we actually mean it. Yeah. And, and some, sometimes you got to fake it till you make it to some, to some extent. <laughs> Uh, but ultimately you do have to, like you said, you, you eventually have to get to that point where you truly forgive and, and you'll know that you're there when you feel the burden lift off of you and you will be different. You will be changed. And it's 100% okay to rely on God's strength through that process. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that any of us can forgive the way that we should without him. Yeah. So another way that it is. Again, this isn't, it doesn't specifically say forgiveness, but just kind of going along those same lines, uh, you know, like you said, you need to forgive the way that God forgave you. In in the first part, we talked about how we're asking forgiveness in the way that we give forgiveness. Uh, In that same line, uh, in in Matthew 22, verse 39, it says the the second is like it. And this is when he was asked about the, the, greatest commandment it says love your neighbor as yourself and again if you're going to love your neighbor as yourself you you are hoping to receive forgiveness when you make a mistake because inevitably we're going to make mistakes yeah and your spouse is going to make mistakes mm-hmm. you are going to make mistakes in that in your marriage your kids are always going to make mistakes because they're growing up and they're learning so you need to be showing grace and mercy and and give forgiveness because ultimately there's a there's a time coming where you're going to need that forgiveness and yeah, if ult- you've never shown it don't expect it yeah ultimately like we are all sinners we are all on this common ground and so i think that's kind of what it's getting at like you have to be able to receive and give forgiveness equal measures because even though you might feel hurt in one moment, you are not better than that other person who might've hurt you in this instance. And so, right. yeah, I think uh, in Matthew six, chapter 14, uh, it says, for if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. And then 15 goes on to say, but if you do not forgive men, their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. And so it's, it's more than just you deciding that you're not going to forgive someone if that's the route you take. There are actual repercussions, heavenly repercussions for not. Sometimes that's hard to to take because you might we have a tendency to to rank sin, right? Right. And and so if we feel that they've done something way worse than anything we've done, how is that fair? Well, God is a just God. Mm-hmm. And just because we don't think it, you have to understand when he gave us the 10 commandments and, and he gave them all the different laws and, and all of that, he, it was, you break one of these that that's breaking mm-hmm. all of them. And so he didn't necessarily see a, a ranking list. He just saw a list. So it's not going to matter whether you're down here and have a small sin and he's up here you are to forgive him because if you want forgiven for that little sin, you better forgive him. And that's hard as, as humans, we don't have that in our nature very well. Yeah. 
And I would just argue too, like bringing this back to kind of the family setting that us as parents and especially as fathers, like it's almost our duty to show our kids, you know, how to forgive, um, how to ask for it and how to receive it. Um, because they need to have that, that earthly, if you will, role model um, to be able to understand how that works and why it's important. So yeah, and part of, part of getting them to, to desire forgiveness is to make sure that we do discipline them, obviously not being mean, but we show structure, we show discipline because it helps them to develop. Mm-hmm. And ultimately they need to know when they did wrong and be looking for forgiveness. Yeah. And, and also, like you said, we need to display that forgiveness with our spouse so they can see that and, and ultimately be able to, to repeat it. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, I've got a one-year-old who is acting like a three-nager and, you know, I, I think it also is me, um, trying to forgive him for when he might act out or do things wrong, because honestly, almost you could, you could put it in these terms, like the opposite of forgiveness is being full of anger. Yes. The two aren't exactly mutually exclusive. I don't think, but it's pretty hard to forgive someone if you're still angry and and mean that. And so you just have to find a way to let go of that anger um, and that pain. And it kind of makes me think back to Psalms. Um, I think it was chapter 87. Uh, David was in kind of a hard place. And so he's praying um, to God um, just for help. And in, let's see, verse 15, he says, But you, O Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. That is a pretty good example of how we should strive to live our lives, I think. And really, like that, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, I think having that sets the the foundation you need to be able to give forgiveness. Yeah, and, and ultimately, you know, at, Jesus ends up giving a new command. And here, this is from uh, John fifteen twelve, and it, he says, "My my commandment is this: to love one another, just as I have loved you." So, again, he has something that's connected, right? It's never just uh, do this. Now he gives you the, he he gave you the example, and now you do it that way. So, again, in loving. If we were to love our wives, as last week we talked about in Ephesians, mm-hmm. uh, the way that Christ loved the church, well, he forgave them. Even on the cross, he said, Father, please forgive them for they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, even, even in his worst moment, he is asking for forgiveness because he already has given it. Yeah. And, and what a display. Uh you know, and probably my favorite, just on kind of a side note, probably my favorite verse uh, in the Bible, or one of them, is actually John fifteen thirteen, where no one has greater love than this, that one lays down his life for his friends. Uh, that's more of a personal reason that I 
and to have really grabbed onto that verse, but not necessarily because of forgiveness, but just a side note, you know, yeah. a little tangent there. It's just uh, <laughs> one of my favorite verses uh, reminds me of uh, my brother-in-law, but it reminds, I know this is kind of random and it doesn't really go with the topic, but uh, it reminds me of my brother-in-law, yeah. uh, my, my wife's brother, because he was he was killed in an accident not too awful long before we got married and uh, we found out that he was a a, an organ donor and so ultimately he ended up saving i want to say it was like five lives that were under 18. Um, and so granted this isn't obviously on jesus's level of sacrifice and it wasn't that he intentionally died to save these people but he was willing to put it on to his license and you know list himself on the organ donor list so that if something ever happened his life was there to save others and so his legacy lends you know lives on through the lives that he saved so yeah just uh, that. Just so every time I hear that verse, even though it's not necessarily a direct correlation, it just makes me think of him, and so therefore I, I really that that verse means a lot to me. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And what a display of love, right? I yeah, mean, absolutely. I think if we could all show that level of love one day out of the year, um, we would change the world. Yeah, for sure. Uh, honestly, right now, the, when you're looking at society and, and some of the issues that we're going through, what what is missing? Why are we the way we are? Why are we so divided? Why are we at each other's throats? We can't, I mean, even families are being broken up over something as ridiculous as political issues. And, and what is missing is love, forgiveness, uh, you know, we're grace. None of these things are being shown nowadays. And a lot of that is because people aren't as interested in the, in the Bible. They don't, they don't want to draw their moral code from this old dusty book. And, yeah. and the reality is if it, if they would brush the dust off and open it, a lot of our issues could be resolved. Uh, yeah. yeah. Even and I don't like to say this because I, I believe 100% that it's true, but even if you decided I don't necessarily need the God part of this, but the, you just took the lessons in here and instituted them, I guarantee you our, our culture and our society would do a complete 180 and things would get so much better because as I believe, this is this is inspired by God. This was... Yes, it was written by men, but it was written by men who were filled with the Holy Spirit and they wrote what they were supposed to write. And, and so this this plan works because it was divinely inspired. And so with such a big part of that, as you mentioned 150 times, forgiveness is in there. Mm-hmm. We are a society that is terrible at forgiving each other. That's why you have cancel culture. That's why you have divorce rates as high as they are. That's why you have broken homes, whether it's because of divorce or children are just not treated 
the way that they should be with love and forgiveness and compassion, mercy, grace, all of these things. If our homes are not displaying that, and then these kids grow up, they don't know that. And so they don't show it to the rest of the world, let alone their own family. We're really, they decide they want to break the cycle. Yeah. We're really in like a, almost like an identity crisis because with that absence of God, like you're talking about, like we as a, a human race, without going into too much detail, because I just don't want to talk about it that much, but like some people don't even know what gender they are. Yeah, I, I hear you there. And so I, hear you there. I think it's more, yeah, the absence of God um, kind of becoming prevalent uh, in our culture. Um, and I think if Honestly, Christians just got to step up. I think yeah, we, we we do. We I'm myself totally included in this. Like we'll go to church on Sunday, and then a lot of times we'll just leave the message at the door, and we'll just continue living our lives as we have been. Yep, we got um, that feel good in for the week, and and so yeah, one of the reasons why you know I think at least for me, why we started this podcast was just to try to make, make it more intentional for me to dive into the word every week. Um, Absolutely. Because I need that accountability and I need um, that focus um, rather than just sitting down, opening the Bible and trying to glean information or life-changing things from it. And, you know, you mentioned the whole gender issue, whether it's issues like that, issues of abortion, issues of gay lifestyle, homosexual lifestyle, any of that, political issues, something that is so key that for a Christian to do that we don't do very well is we need to make sure that we are separating that lifestyle, that political idea, that whatever, those choices, and separate those from the person. Because ultimately, that person, irregardless of whether they can figure out what gender they are or, or who they should love, what, whatever. They're still an image bearer of God. They're still a child of God, and they still deserve God's love. Now, we can be strong on the truth, and, and you know we don't have to give in on our side on the truth, but we don't have to show hate. We don't need to go there. That's, there's no place for it. Right, uh, and that kind of goes back to the psalm I shared early, earlier, like abounding in love. The definition of abounding is existing in or providing a great or plentiful quantity or supply. Not just a little bit of love, but a lot of yeah, love. That's and that, great. And that's got to go towards everyone. Not yes. just the people you like or the people you love. It's got to go towards your enemies and the people that disagree with you too. Absolutely. <clears throat> oh, I think, uh, I think that's been a great conversation, but uh, let's talk about challenges um, and kind of how it went for the past week. Um, just to remind the listener, we were challenged um, this past week to try and show respect um, to our wives and our children um, through being active listeners, but primarily um, by trying to sh love them as much as we love ourselves. So Blake, how'd you do? Well, this is kind of interesting because I I didn't 
necessarily feel that I did that well. Yeah. Uh, but, but I actually, it came up, we were kind of talking about how the, the, the real idea of this podcast is to build this, to, to challenge ourselves. And that of course that those challenge, and, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, that challenge doesn't end just because we're on a new week. Right. And the challenges will continue to build on themselves, but I, we were talking about it and I got a good report card from nice. her. She noticed a difference. So <laughs> Sometimes even if you're not sure that you're making a, a huge difference, you, you can be doing well. I, I ended up getting off early on a Friday and um, it would have been about nap time at the daycare. So instead I went straight home and I, I started unloading the dishwasher because I remember how much it means to her for me to do that. And I don't do that all that often. You know, I, I washed the dishes that were in the sink. Uh, you know, like pots and pans and stuff. I, I picked up the kitchen, picked up the living room. You know, I just kind of picked up and help because I'm not real great at doing that. Um, and then like when I was cooking, I didn't even think of it, but, uh, I was out on the Blackstone cooking and, uh, I had my three-year-old out there with me and she was out playing in her little playhouse and, and mm-hmm. stuff, but it gave her a moment to be by herself. Yeah. Well, I mean, she still had Esme, but as a baby, she was just kind of sleeping in her arms and she could watch a show. She could breathe and not have Naomi all over her and you know so uh, yeah I I did better than I anticipated I, there's always room for growth always but goes to you. I did better than I thought <laughs> yeah that was I, good I'm kind of in the same boat um although I also didn't try and get a report card for my wife so I'm this is just pure conjecture on my part so <laughs> um I'm not gonna paint like a, a rosy picture um I do think I could do better um, but I will say, like, having this challenge, it definitely was in the back of my head throughout the week. Um, it was just a little seed that was planted there. And so I know it's been pretty hard in our house um, with my wife, uh, Courtney, having to work a lot um, outside of normal work hours just because of how busy things are. Um, and so I, I try to be more intentional this past week and giving her the time and space to do that. Um, trying to take care of Cooper and his rigorous bedtime routine. Um, he's got allergies, you know, and so he has to have a bath every night um, and uh, some lotion for eczema and different things that we have to do. Uh, so I tried to take it upon myself to do that uh, more single-handedly um, a couple of nights. Um, but I definitely think, like, there's room to grow. I think there's more space. I think... Um, knowing that her love language is quality time. Um, I think trying to be more intentional about that um, would have would have been a good area for me to continue to improve in. So, you know, that you bring up that love language, that's something that maybe in, in a future podcast we could talk about because that is a lot bigger than people kind of realize, I think. Um, it, and I definitely yeah. struggle struggle with that. So I think we should. So, um, yeah, yeah. So that's that's great. I think, like like we both said, there's always room for growth. If you think that you are officially at the best that you can be, you're not. Um, you know, I mean, ultimately, you you need to be humble in realizing that you can grow, you can be better. Um, but I think, I know, I was surprised that I did get a good report card. That it. So it it goes to show you though that 
small improvements can make a big difference and they will notice. Yep. And being intentional um, about something um, and really putting your, your focus and time on it and that effort, um, like you said, it won't go unnoticed. No, it, it, it won't. And I think maybe this relates back to the forgiveness topic for today, but kind of have to have um, space in your heart to forgive yourself too. If you feel like maybe you didn't do as well as you thought, or maybe there are areas where you could improve in. Um, I think that's something we didn't really talk about too much, but you have to give yourself some grace too, knowing that we're not perfect. And, you know, this is a journey we're on. Um, And the Bible definitely talks a lot about, you know, making the right strides in the right direction. So, yeah, you know, I kind of mentioned it to my dad in the beginning of this, it's going to be kind of like when you first get into working out in the beginning, it's going to be really difficult. It's going to be a lot of work. It's going to take some discipline, but the more that you do it, the easier it will get to do that and maintain that. And you're going to have slip ups now and then, but but ultimately, as long as you're continuing to strive to do better, yeah. then you're heading in the right direction. Just uh, this week's challenge, focus in on forgiving your wife and kids the way that you want to be forgiven and, and really how you react to that. And so, so react with love and grace and mercy and not anger and irritation. So uh, I would encourage you guys to, to the listener to follow along with us to do these challenges yourself. Uh, feel free to leave comments uh, on how that's going for you. We would love to hear that um, and, and be looking for us next week. So Kyle, why don't you close us out in prayer? Lord, as we're reminded today about the importance of forgiveness, Help us to consistently put aside our anger, pride, and pain, and be willing to both forgive others when they do us wrong, as well as ask for forgiveness when we do wrong. Help us to be courageous in these moments and allow love to win the day. In your name we pray. Amen.